Welcome to our one year celebration series. This is part one of three. We wanted to do something fun to celebrate our one year anniversary of the show. So we decided to catch up with all our past guests from the past year. I got to catch up with our guests since we talked last on what's new, how they've been doing and what they've been doing to stay active during this COVID crisis. In part one of three, we'll talk with Patrick Beezer about what's new with the Milwaukee Running Group, Jess Hepner about how Pro is transitioning during this time and how she's on a run streak. We talk with Tania Fisher about how her races went last year and how awesome it was that she was inducted into the UWM Hall of Fame and what Fear is doing to kick off 2020 virtually. When we talked to Arun Sarkar, he was battling injury and was doing whatever it took to toe the line at Western States. He gives us an update on the race and what he's been up to since. Dr. Michael Gordon stayed active running a lot of races last year, and he was planning to run a lot more this year. He was going to actually run the Boston Marathon this April, but he just had to rebook it for the new September race date. Before we jump in, let's give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. With the stay-at-home order in effect, Mimosa has pivoted to serving curbside pickup and offering delivery from their Franklin location. With new hours from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., you can enjoy their entire menu from the comfort of your own home. Plus, you can now purchase Cooking with Mimosa brunch kits. You will receive the ingredients and a simple set of instructions to prepare some of your favorite mimosa meals from the comfort of your own kitchen. Enjoy some of the favorites such as the French churro, the morning jambalaya, or the berry sweet pancakes. I personally have made the garden omelet, the French churro, and the berry sweet pancakes. They're really fun to make with the family and I think it's a great way to enjoy your mimosa favorites in a new way. Learn more and place your orders at mimosabreakfast.com. And now, without further ado, on to the show. Hey, Patrick Beezer. Welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers episode. You're welcome. It's glad to be here. Thanks for inviting. Can you believe that you, you're our first episode and we recorded that back on, I believe it was like December 31st, 2018. That was yeah, a long was time a year ago. ago. Over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, just to I let was... you know, your episode still has the most listens. So <laughs> awesome. You'll always have that in CCP history. <laughs> That's good. It's good to be number one. That, that helps. Uh, <laughs> first in line. Uh, so though I don't, um, though we haven't seen each other recently because of the social distancing, yeah. we see each other all the time. So I kind of know what's up with you, but what's uh, kind of what's been going on in the last year with running for you? Well, with OMG. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's been a pretty radical transition in the last month. We uh, we we probably got the we've got an inkling that we were going to need to make some changes towards the end of February, as uh, things were kind of ramping up nationwide, and um, and it, it was a tough decision. We we had a lot of internal debates uh, on some private message chats, and uh, a lot of what we did is we uh, we were able to kind of wind it down 
over the course of like two weeks, we just progressively got, well, let's just keep it to small groups and then let's, well, let's uh, cancel our indoor stuff and then let's cancel um, more stuff. And then finally we just said, well, let's cancel everything. And then the, the temptation was to kind of have little runs on the side with small informal groups and kind of wink, wink at that. And uh, we had to put the kibosh on that also. So um, and now the hardest part for me was being able to tell, not have the instincts. I, everything in my body wants to bring people together and, and have them connect. And, and, but you can't do that anymore. It's just so you just say, no, you're, all your instincts are wrong. So stop listening to them. Yeah, that's your. That's like everything against your your will and your the bones in your body to do that. How's that transition been for you? It's been hard. It's been hard. I, I mean, truly, it's been hard. In the yeah. last like three years, you've probably run alone five times, and I would say you've probably tripled the amount of those runs in the last four weeks. Uh, yeah, more than triple. I think uh, pretty much everything's alone. So. Uh, I, I run into friends out on the Oak Leaf Trail occasionally, and, and um, I know uh, uh, me and you and your, your lovely wife have connected up a few times at safe social distances, of course. We have. Those, uh, are, but, those have been great. Yeah, but it's a few and far between, and so it's been very, very conscious of that. And I've got some other friends who I've run with more casually, just one-on-one, -on -one, who are not comfortable with anything. And so and it's, you got to respect that. And yeah, so, um, everybody's going to have to establish their own. I, I mean, we all need the social distance, but some people are a little more comfortable being six feet apart. And some people, you know, they don't want any contact whatsoever. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, the groups really come together. Milwaukee Running Group, like online. There's been a lot of cool stuff. I know we talked yeah. about it a little bit on one of our weekly rundowns, but like the um, creativity, like the routes. So you guys are promoting right now to like on Strava, run a cool route and then post it, to post a yeah. photo. Yeah. Some of those, uh, some of those uh, routes have been extraordinarily creative. I, uh, I have to hand it to Olivia and Richard uh, who have both come up with some very, very uh, clever routes. Now, I don't know how they make those things so clean. I don't uh, understand that either. We were trying to figure that out. I mean, they are yeah. really well prepared. Like, are they stopping and looking? I mean, I guess you can look at your map on Strava so you can kind of see where you're going. Yes. So as you're going, uh, well, I run, I do it with um, Garmin and then I copy and paste it. They must mm -hmm. be doing it natively on Strava. Now, my question is if you stop your watch, uh, while you're running and then you want to like make a gap to fill in some letters or something, does, does it, does Strava connect those lines or does it, does it start drawing again wherever you pick up? I don't and, think and, they, from what I've seen, it doesn't look like they really had to do that. It's just like one continuous route. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of them where okay. that looks like they have, there's gaps and uh, so I'm not sure how they, so I'll, I have to experiment how they do that. I'm, I'm very curious. I'll be honest with the two girls at home. Um, usually running right now for Christine and I is just getting out and getting back because <laughs> we have right. other things to do. I think if she found out that I was uh, messing around trying to draw something, I would uh, I'd probably get kicked out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a uh, I did a, a five mile run where I drew out OMG. I saw and, that. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good, but it was if you looked at it, you could make out the letters. But that took me probably an hour to plot out, <laughs> <laughs> and then. 
another where a normal I could run a, a 10k like that in, in less than an hour it probably took me an hour and 15 minutes because I was stopping and checking the map and seeing where I was and getting lost and, and I had a couple times I had to cut across some lawns in order to uh yeah uh, gotta yeah, do what you I gotta do I, I don't know if that's legal or not but yeah. I, I, hey was, whatever you gotta do to make the artwork <laughs> right yeah all, all for the art, artistry I would say though for like you know social distancing and everyone kind of running by themselves in the group like on the Facebook group where most of the activity happens it doesn't really feel like anything like anyone's missed a beat because so many people are posting like their photos of what they saw on the run and just like asking questions because every week it's like state parks are closed can we do this can we do that so it's like yeah I almost feel like there's more banter than ever before there has been and people are posting useful information uh, i posted one today on how to make a, a face mask out of uh, shop towels oh yeah and, i saw uh, that you guys made some so, didn't you we did uh, me and my girls and so we uh put those together and we've been wearing them out to the stores and and they actually work uh i've read some science on it that these actually work they're very effective at filtering out particles and n95 mask filters out 95 percent of the particles or some some that 95 stands for something mm -hmm. and these are like supposed to be like 56% efficient. So they're like way better than wearing a, a, a bandana or something. So you're yeah, telling me all those running buffs I own probably aren't as good as those masks? I, you know, somebody else posted something today that said that the running buffs are, are ineffective. Um, what? Just make, might be, <laughs> I don't know. It's on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, and so, I'm still weighing, I'm waiting for more more opinions to come in as to what is the most, of, but I think there's a levels. I think, you know, a buff is perhaps better than nothing. Yeah. And then a, a surgical mask is okay. And then these things that I made out of these shop tells are supposed to be better than surgical masks. Nice. And, uh, but less, less than N95 masks. I saw the photo. I'll have to actually go look at the video or we'll have to yeah. make some. Really easy to make. Uh, I think just finding the shop tells. So, hey, if, if you or, uh, you know, any of our, our friends need one of those. I have a, a roll of 50 of these uh, towels. So, and I think, and I'm, I might get roasted here, but I think if I'm wearing this thing just for my own protection, or, or no, when I'm going out to protect other people from me, um, that I could use it over again. I don't think I have to throw it away each time because I'm mm. not in a I'm not in a hospital setting. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, I'm sure somebody somebody will have a comment. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think of it that way. But I mean, the whole point is you're not the point of these is you're not breathing on other people, right? You're not passing around yes. stuff. So correct. I would assume right. unless they're touching your face that you could you reuse it. But because you're yeah. just kind of not doing you're just out in public grocery shopping. Yeah, that's my thought. So yeah, I'll let the comments begin. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, this podcast yeah, out of all the out of all the like 20 people we're talking to this one comment will get flagged and the episode will come down <laughs> fake news fake news yeah. from the cream city pacers anyways um how's running been for the past year for you yeah so i was uh i, I like you i was injured uh for a while i had some nagging um uh, hamstring issues and some sciatica which is not fun not uh, at all that I went to see a, a, a PT and a chiropractor, and also I started taking some uh, supplements. I took some magnesium supplements on the recommendation of a friend uh, who said that they said most Americans are, are are deficient in magnesium. And I said so. I researched that and said, yeah, it seems to be reasonably true. So I I um, started doing that, and um, and the sciatica went away. So I'm up to about 40 miles a week now, 
and uh, that's been nice. That's a good thing. Patrick back. You, that's really good. You've been battling those issues for a while. For more than a year. And so between a, a little bit of magnesium supplements and uh, also some turmeric. 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 Yeah. It's supposed to be, you know, just an average spice, and a little pill of that. And so these things have gotten me between that and, and perhaps just some good luck and back on the road without any pain. So it's awesome. And you yeah. just, there's no one to share it with right now. So there's nobody you're sharing it with on. us. I am. So we appreciate yeah, One of the thing about having running buddies is you get to complain after, you know, about 15, 20 minutes, you get to complain about whatever aches and pains you have. And uh, I can't, can't, I can't do that now. I just got to suffer alone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's too funny. Hey, when you were out today on your run, um, did you see a lot of uh, Milwaukee Marathon virtual runners? I did. As in fact, I took a video of uh, uh, one crew that was out cheering some friends coming there. But I was down by Collectivo for a brief period, and um, I saw um, more than a few people. You know, there weren't, weren't obviously weren't eight thousand people out there, but I would say I probably saw twenty, twenty-five people that very much looked like they were running that route, the marathon route. Nice. Uh, That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. And that there were some people actually out there cheering. I posted a video on the the OMG Facebook page of people uh, cheering their friends along with some bells and making some signs. Oh, that's so cool! Was, I didn't. Uh, that was very cool. That's yeah. fun. I'll have to. I'll have to go look at that. Yeah, no, I saw some people posting about it, but damn, running a marathon by, by yourself virtually—that sounds yeah. like a struggle right now. Yeah, no support and nobody to hand you water. We were we were hoping to have a. Uh, a uh, water station on the north end of Lake Park. Uh, they hand out water to people, but that got that got postponed. I did get a I did get a, a an inquiry from a a, a, um, a young person about two weeks ago, uh, saying, "Hey, I saw you're having a water station. I'd love to volunteer." <laughs> uh, next year. Next year. That's what I said. Next year. That's funny. That's funny. funny. Well, hey, yeah. Patrick, thanks for jumping on and catching up. It's uh, your listeners haven't got to hear from you in over a year. So I'm glad to well, we bring you back. You got to have me on more often. I so, know. Um, we got to yeah, start I'm having... still trying. I've been listening to your, your podcast and I noticed you asked all the guests about their pump up song, except you didn't you didn't ask me. And so I would, <laughs> Oh, yes, I would... this is it. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. There's two people I forgot to ask was you and Michael Lovell. And I yeah. talked to level yesterday and he answered so now that i have yeah. you back on the line what is your favorite yeah. pre-raise pump-up song so i'm gonna i'm going to uh i'm going to fulfill uh apostoli's uh, uh premonition which is um i listen to podcasts <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll, I'll pump up with a uh really good uh, version of the daily or or oh so you just just listen to like uh most people are at the start line of a race you know listening to something that's getting them pumped up and you're listening to the daily getting all worked up over what's going on in the political race and uh, that gets you fired up to race that's great i am i am all over it so yeah uh but (laughs) when i'm when i'm relaxing though i do uh when i come back in the after race then i will put on some chopin Ooh. uh, And so preludes and etudes uh, are, are are right on right in line. So that's well, that's, uh, that's my wind down stuff. That sounds like you and Abbasola should hang out after a run. That's right up his alley. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, okay. Alex, thanks for having me on. Thanks, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be good. Bye, Patrick.
Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. <clears throat> Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Wow. I don't even know what day it is really anymore. I don't know if it matters. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, the last time you were episode two of the Cream City Pacers, you were one of the first five. That's pretty cool. Very cool. Do you remember being in the studio? I was so nervous. I think it was the second episode we recorded. And the first one was with Patrick, who I've known for a long time. But that was the first time we met was at that episode. Yeah, it felt like a slight heart attack at the at the time, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really fun, um, which that was already back in February of 2019. So that was over a year ago. Holy smokes. <sighs> That's crazy. Yeah. But that was really fun. So anyways, the last time when you were on the show, you were announcing that you guys kind of had some big news coming in 2019, but you weren't allowed to say anything. Since then, you guys have acquired InStep. So that was the big news at the time. Yeah. So how's everything been going with uh, with Pro and the acquisition and now with the whole COVID situation? Oh, gosh. Well, Looking back, the acquisition wasn't as challenging as what we're going through now, <laughs> but at the yeah. time it did, it was, um, it was a learning experience, you know, I, there are things I could look back on and do differently, but all in all, it was really smooth. Um, the previous owners of Instep, you know, were just wonderful to work with. And so I think the biggest change was just trying to get our staff and then their staff together and, um, getting on the same page as far as we did things a little bit differently so but now it's like totally it well it was totally smooth sailing and we got to a really good place um before this all happened yeah how i mean obviously i follow you guys on um pretty closely um through instagram and emails and everything you guys have transitioned i would say as well as you could at least from an outside look you guys are doing a lot of cool things like curbside pickup, you know, um, you can still shop and everything. I think it was pretty cool. You guys are making a lot of fun videos kind of showcasing what you're able to do. So I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, you kind of want to explain a little bit what, what's been going on with that and the transition of not having anyone in store. Yeah. Um, I think I've been through like the, I don't know, maybe a few of the stages of, um, grief, but in the beginning, it was just a really, it was, a, it was really hard on our staff emotionally, I think, because mm -hmm. at first we were still open, but there was the scariness of working with customers. So, um, it was hard for them to, you know, do fittings when we're, we get as close as we can. And then obviously we got to the point where it's like, okay, we need to shut our doors. Um, which in itself, obviously sales plummet. So that's scary yeah. financially. And it's, I feel for every other, you know, small business owner out there because it is it's kind of a terrifying time knowing how long can you, you know, sustain a business with either all of your sales gone or in our case it's like 80-ish percent gone. Um so you just have to get creative. I think some good things will come out of this. It's made us have to do business in a different way, um which is really cool. We're doing the curbside pickup. 
now we're doing online Zoom video fittings, which is awesome. Um, well, I just saw that last night because you guys posted about it. And I tagged a friend who was like, I need new running shoes. And he kept asking questions. I'm like, man, you just need to get fitted. But it's like, you can't right now. Yeah. And when I saw that post, I was like, this is it. This is exactly what he needs. I think that's so cool. You guys are doing that. It's cool. You know, it's like a cool way to get to know um, customers. Obviously, it's nice to be able to see faces. And then. I think these things that we're implementing now will carry forward even when we can open our doors, which it's just a, it's a whole new world. So, yeah. So how you guys do that over zoom, the, like uh, the virtual fitting. Yep. Yeah. So far, I mean, we just launched it. We were just making sure the, the staff that is doing it was comfortable with it and that the scheduling software was working. Um, but yeah, it's just over zoom and we have a questionnaire that they fill out before the, the phone call. Nice. That's super cool. You guys are, you guys are adapting. Well, um, kind of sad. I mean, obviously, you know, the store's closing and the stores being closed, you can't go inside and everything that comes with that, but all your fun runs and everything are postponed. Ugh. And that's, there's just like, those are always fun. Yeah. And fun you know, we're, we're launching things like virtual runs, but it's not the same as sitting down after a, a run all sweaty and sharing a drink, you know, so. Or having some pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how have you been um, handling, you know, being able to be like during the, this COVID crisis? Are you staying running? You staying active? You just kind of hunkering down and hanging out? Yeah, I'm running. Um, I decided, well, I'm trying to trying to run every day since shutting our door. So I've got a, I'm on day 25 of my run streak. I've got, nice. <laughs> got a little bit of an, um, some aches and pains, but I'm pushing through. I don't care. Like I'm going to keep what's going. Your, <laughs> what's your minimum requirement for, to, for it to be like a day um, of running? I, you know, I haven't really set that, but so far like three, three miles has been the minimum. Oh, nice. Good for you. I did. I tried to do like a run streak a few years ago. I did like 140 days, which was pretty nice. Good. I think that's good. But my minimum was like a mile a day. So well, like, I might get to even that. If I didn't, <laughs> even if I didn't want to do it, it was just like, well, it's only nine minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Well, that's awesome. I'll say if it gets to a, I'll, I'll say a quarter mile minimum. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check back in with you yeah you know it's just if i get around the block it's fine <laughs> and it counts this is great uh, thanks for catching up this was awesome it's good that it's good to hear from you and i'm glad that you guys are transitioning the best you can in this situation right now and that you have a run streak going on that's pretty cool i don't think many people do so yeah you know kudos. we're just trying to stay trying to stay positive is trey been running yeah he has been Oh, nice. Not, not as much. <laughs> He's in the room. He just gave me a look. I was like, not as much as me, but no, just not. Six days in a row here. <laughs> he just isn't, he, he's not going as far as me. That's oh, all. But as many true. days as me. <laughs> Trey, it's a mile minimum. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I easily do that run after the kids. So we're good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. All right. Jess, thank you for catching up. I appreciate it. And um, keep on running and enjoy that streak. Yeah, you too. Hopefully we can actually see you in person soon. I know. All right, Trey, see you later. Take care, buddy. All right, bye, see guys. Bye.
Tania. Hi. Hey, welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This is, it's been working so far using this link. It just records our conversation and then we'll make an episode. Okay, nice. How, uh, how have you been doing recently? Um, I've been okay. It's, I mean, I'm not like great, but. Yeah, totally. Okay. I understand okay. that. So, yeah. So, so you, um, you're a teacher, correct? Yeah. How is everything yeah. going with um, schools being closed? Are you guys doing, are you guys like teaching at all or? Um, kind of. So we are assigning assignments virtually, but um, I've just been going through a lot of struggles and barriers with that because not all my students have internet access or technology. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just been kind of difficult and it changes week by week because sometimes a student could have internet, you know, this week, but then next week it might get cut off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of rough in that aspect, and it's not the same as, like, teaching in person, of course, so. Yeah, definitely not. I know my wife's school is there, same situation, so it's um, it's, it's a lot to deal with, mm -hmm. and it's tough. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's out of your control, so. Right, exactly. The, be the best you guys can. Right. Um, well, hey, so you were one of the first three episodes of the Cream City Pacers. You were episode number three. Can you believe yeah. we recorded like last February, I want to say. So it was is, it was like over a year ago. That's kind of crazy. That is very crazy. And you guys have done like an excellent job. And yeah, the content and like people that you guys have interviewed has been really like impressive and like out of the box. You've yeah, done it's a really been, good job. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I might need you to push Mandela over the edge so he can come on the show. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. I spoke with him about it, and I, like he seemed interested. So no, he. I'll... Yeah, I, he said he's definitely interested. He's just a busy man. Oh yeah, he's very busy. Yeah, yeah. Being his friend is even frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys were all just down in Nola, right? For um, yes. What was that for? So um, it was called Bridge the Gap. So I think I spoke about it on one of the show with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the first year we went, it was in D.C. And then this year it was oh, in New yeah, Orleans. yeah, That's what yep. threw me off. It was in D.C. Yeah. Okay. So it changes um, whoever wants to host it. And Got it. Yeah. So uh, we had, so I remember saying like the first year we did it, it was only like four of us now this time we had like 16 so it's grown we had a blast though we had so much fun i know that's awesome i think like well mandela went down there you uh, Rennell, yeah. i follow mm -hmm. you guys on instagram so i saw all the content you guys were putting out it seemed like a really good time oh yeah it was a blast we had so much fun and we got to connect with you know other run groups that are doing what we're doing so that it, it, was there was um i follow some run groups out of new york and i feel like i saw them there and i was like hey that's so oh, cool i yeah. know fears there like mm -hmm. so that's a small running's a small world once you start getting to know it oh it definitely is it really is so 
the good thing about that trip was that um, we dodged the COVID-19. So everyone's safe. No one got sick. Well, you guys like came back just as kind right. of everything started, right? Yeah. Yeah. We got so lucky. Um, and then we actually, like, I think we might host Bridge to Get. So next year? Uh, I think so. I think it happens maybe every two years. Oh, okay. So it might be in 2022 or it could be next year. I think it's whenever we kind of want to do it. Nice. Um, but we had enough of a presence that people are like, Milwaukee, we've never been there. You guys need to host. We need to be there. Blah, blah, blah. So we're like, what? So that would be like pretty huge. fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that'd be yeah. insane. That'd be a good time. Mm -hmm. So I think when we were talking last, you were looking to go out to D.C. to do the Cherry Blossom Race. Yes. And then potentially uh, like a marathon, which you ended up doing the Twin Cities Marathon. So how did kind of how was like running last year and your racing and everything? Um, Last year racing, it was pretty difficult. Um. So we did go to D.C. and that was always fun, the Cherry Blossom Race. Um, and we had more people from fear, like, grab a hold of what we're doing and participated. So that was really good. Um, Twin Cities kind of just came about because I'm like, well, I'll be 35. This is my 35th year. Maybe I should do another marathon. <laughs> um, I the logic. I like the logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um then there were then there was like five other people that decided to do it so I'm like okay let's do it then so um it was this was a lot more difficult training than my first one um so of course I'm older now but um it was it was a little harder it was frustrating and to try to keep doing the long runs and stuff like that but um I made it through I'm really happy I did it I had a blast in Minnesota we had so much support from the crew and um I actually had a running partner so it and ultimately ended up being fun and I'm really like really happy I did it though nice that's awesome I'm glad you did it that's yeah sounds... hey, how is that marathon is it it's, it's point to point, right? Or I, I don't really know. Sometimes I get the races up there confused. Wait, what did you say? Is it a point to point race? Like, it does it start in? Um, I'm forgetting where oh, it starts and ends. Yeah, it starts like in a different city, and you end yeah. in another city. Yeah, it is very hilly. Very oh, that sucks. Hilly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's very difficult. Um, so that was tough. And I tried to do hills and stuff during training. I, I don't think I did like enough. Um, and then, but it's a very, I think it's listed as one of the, like one of the marathons you should do because of the spectators. Yeah. So, how's that? The spectators were awesome. It was really cool and fun. So um, that was good. And just to travel, like, you know, I actually had a team that we traveled and we got a big Airbnb together and we all like drove together in a, big white like 15 passenger minivan and it was just fun like it nice, reminded me. that's cool yeah it was like college so but the races i loved it the spectators that's what's gonna keep you alive people coming outside their door just like with bloody marys and like cheering so i'm all about that uh totally i don't know if i would have had a bloody mary though that sounds like that would have been a disaster oh, if I was yeah, running. No. 
I did do a shot of honey jack at mile 17. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, that's a bold move. Yeah, I, uh, it sounds tasty. Like it could be a replacement for a goo pack, but yeah. ooh, I don't know. Yeah, Those my motto is like, okay, if I'm going to pay, you know, these races are expensive. Oh, yeah. So if I'm going to pay the money, I'm going to have fun. Like that's definitely number one. For so sure. I told the crew, I'm like, when you guys see me at mile 17, if you have a bottle for me, I will take a shot. <laughs> no. And they like were holding it out. It's like, <laughs> it that's cool. funny. That's that sounds like a good marathon to me. Yeah. That's I, a had good time. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so in other news, you were all right, I don't want to butcher it, but you were elected into the UWM Hall of Fame. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Give us the details. That was last fall, right? Yeah. Um, it's the Bud K. Haiti. A lot of people have a problem pronouncing it. Uh, so he was a former athletic director. Um, and the award is named after him. But yeah, I was nominated by my former um, track and cross country coach at UWM. And um, yeah, we just had like really nice ceremony and i had just i don't know the perfect weekend very overwhelming and so much fun so social x and fear was very supportive um they bought i had the most attendees so they bought oh nice yeah they bought the most tables um, yeah i had a lot of support all my that's family, so cool yeah it was awesome i got to give a speech and i was inducted with um other like one basketball player that played while I was there so it was perfect it was you know some my friends or his friends anyway so it all ended up mushing together and we just had a fantastic weekend it was very that sounds awesome well congratulations yeah. that's a huge milestone Thank I mean you. we talked about it on the show you had an awesome um college career so that's well deserved well deserved thank you thank you Oh, that's cool. So what's uh, what's going on with fear right now? Obviously, you guys usually start up around this time, but with the whole COVID situation, you know, we can't really do much. So what uh, oh, you guys do anything? You well, staying virtual? What's oh, going yeah, on? we're definitely virtually running. So we did start. We did not move our start day or anything like that. Um, I think this is the perfect time for running. A lot of people, the gyms are closed and um, a lot of people don't really know what to do to stay active now. And I think this is like one of the easiest, most welcoming exercises to do. So we definitely didn't push it back. We started our first fear run of season six. So this is our sixth year. We started um, last week, Tuesday. So that was April 7th. And what we do is just try to promote everybody running solo and safe just around their neighborhood. We go live at 645 on our um, fear Instagram and it'll be me and another captain. And I just give like announcements and whatnot. And then the other captain leads in a, just a virtual warm up that we kind of just all do together virtually. And then at 7 p.m., everyone takes off for their run and we just recommend hey is everyone doing two or three miles and we have people comment on the live how far they're going just so you have some type of like unity and you know who's running with you and whatnot and then everyone posts on their instagram stories and tag us and we just repost it 
and then we hopped on a Zoom call after all together because, you know, we need to keep that social aspect. So everyone grabbed whatever um, alcoholic beverage they had in their fridge and um, we drank together and talked about how the run was for us and it ended up being like a really good substitute. It actually went a lot smoother um, than I thought. So that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. I mean, that's a, it seems like a lot of extra work, but I mean, to keep that going and keep everyone connected, it's, that means a lot to people. And I have to know. Yeah. I have to say that. So that's cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, hey, Tania, thanks for catching up. Congratulations on your marathon and the Hall of Fame and fears here. Hopefully once uh, I'll have to join you guys for a virtual run. That'll be fun. I'll definitely jump on that. And then um, once these restrictions are lifted, I have to get some runs in. So for sure. Awesome. Well, hey, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, I'll see you for a virtual fear run. Alex. Arun. How are you? Good. <laughs> to work on your phone or computer? This is computer. Nice. That's, well, it, I'm glad. Okay. Can you, is the voice, everything fine? <laughs> oh, you sound great. Okay. Like always. Oh, like always. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yes. It is very clear. Very clear. From my side, awesome. it's perfect. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, let's jump in a room. Yes, Alex. Good to Welcome hear you. to our I know I've like haven't seen you in a long time. I know. But welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers episode. You were episode 4. You were one of the first 4 episodes and we recorded over a year ago. Yeah. I That's know. been a, quite a while. Yeah. And I know since then you've had a lot going on. Um you've been all over the place too with traveling and racing. And now we're here, social distancing. Exactly. So it's just opposite of what I did in last. <laughs> yeah. So last year seven, when we were talking, times. you were coming back from that injury right. and you were trying to just get to the start line at Western States. Yes. Well, give us an update. How did everything go? Did it happen? <laughs> I mean, I know what happened, but you need to tell us. Yes, it happened. Uh, I think after we talked. I think we talked sometime in, I forgot, was it in April? Yeah, March, it was like February. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was March, I believe. Yeah. March something. And after that, I think, as you know, that I haven't run till that time for a long time. I did, then I start, just started running again, like three, two miles, three miles here and there. Then I think we had that uh, podcast, we talked. And then yeah. with a couple of decent runs, like very, and then I ended up doing uh, the Ice Age, 50 miles, which was in May, basically with three or four weeks of training. And that went, I finished it uh, decent. And then something very, very unexpected happened. Just one week after Ice Age 50 miles, I have some spine issues uh spine and so it got pretty bad within like 48 hours 72 hours 
And so for almost three weeks, I was not able to do anything. I couldn't sleep for three weeks, couldn't do anything. And it was it was pretty bad. Uh, just a lot of therapy, massage and doctor. But I'm trying to make it very long story short. But somehow I still went and toward the start line of Western States. Yes. I was not able to run a single mile for between Ice Age and Western States. And I was only able to walk like 30 minutes, one hour with my hands up because of my pain. So, and I didn't think when I can go, but somehow I went there because of my friends, support from some of my good friends. And in my mind, I thought I will start. Best possible case, I'll be able to do, I don't know how many miles, but at least few miles I will be able to go. And I can't even, I thought there's, even if there's 1% chance, if I can finish, uh, I would like to finish. And the best possible scenario will be just finishing under the cutoff. But a lot of things happen in the race. I think that should be a one separate podcast by or something by itself. Yeah, we need to we need to have you back on. Yes, we need a lot of we need the Western States recap. Lot of things happen. Literally, it's like you know, uh, like next week I have a podcast. Somebody will be calling me from Colorado regarding all those things. What happened in the race? Literally, there's a lot of things happen uh, in the race before the race, and I was able to finish the race. And I still can't believe how I was able to finish the race. And I finished almost like three hours or four hours uh, faster than I, I could ever thought I can finish, with, given the circumstances. Yeah. Um, yes, because I was training for that race for almost the last seven years. But because of what happened to me, you know, accident, injury, again accident, and you know, then these spine issues where I have five herniated discs, given all these things, I thought even if I can get five miles there, just being in that environment, being in that setup, uh, and just soak in that atmosphere, energy, I'll be happy with even five, 10 miles if I can just spend there. But with the help of my awesome crew members and my friends, and I guess well wish, and you know, best wishes from you know, like all of you guys, my friends, so I was able to do way better than I thought I'd be able to. Um, and then I was, after the race, I was in a physically bad position. I pushed. But you finished. Though. I you finished. finished. I finished. And I finished. I still, it, it is almost 10 months. I still don't know what happened. I have some good idea what happened. But again, as I mentioned, a lot of things happened mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I went to a different spot. A lot of things. It's yeah. like, I, it's hard to explain. It'll take some time. So yeah, we kind of we kind of talked about that a little bit on our podcast on just your mentality and how you tackle all this. So I can only imagine. Yeah, um, it's a lot of things. Not being able to run before this and being there and finishing it, what you had to go through to to get to the finish line. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's the physical aspect is the minimal thing. It's all the mental aspect. What I went through before, after, during. I think that is still, uh, I still, a lot of things happen. I still don't know what happened. I'm trying to figure it out. But anyhow, after the race, uh, it took me like three, four days just to be physically able to stand properly. 
because I went in a place where it was not physical. Like at, I went to a place after like 50, 60 miles where there was no pain because I had, it was so much so painful that I just went beyond physical pain. And then I was pushing and pushing and pushing and I passed like 100, 150 people in last 10 hours. And from being in the last, I think out of like last uh, 10 or 15 people till 40 miles, then I crossed 50, 150 people in last 10 hours. It's just a lot of things happen mentally, but uh, physically there was no physical thing. I was just you know, somewhere different spiritually and emotionally. It's like different. And then I, uh, I ran with Logan for hours. The, first, the My friend who uh, died, I think I mentioned in the last class, mm-hmm. because I ran with him for hours. I know that sounds weird. How did I run with him? I talked to him. I spent time with him. He gave me energy. A lot of things happened. Uh, it's hard to explain, I know. But uh, my crew members and my you know, the pacer, they did an amazing job to push me. Uh, and of course, they were to finish. Then uh, a lot of, again, after all the finish line and this, uh, it take, took me three, four days to come back, to be okay physically. But then I started mm-hmm. realizing what just happened. I don't know. So anyhow, <laughs> so I spent like two, two and a half months after that in the West Coast. Like, yeah, uh, you were out on the West Coast for a while after that. We didn't see you in Milwaukee. For yeah, I didn't plan to stay that long. I planned to come back like a few days after the race. But as I mentioned, uh, when my sense came back, it took like three, four days to realize that I finished the race. Uh, because a lot of, again, <laughs> they mentioned, I finished it, but I never felt like it. I was in a totally different, I was a different place. So after three, four days, I think I realized, oh, I, it's something, I finished the race. And then I started having all the pain, physical pain came in, like within 48 hours, physical pain, I was not able to move. Uh, mm. So I wanted to spend time in the, by myself to reflect to introspect more, just okay, what just happened? Did it really happen? How it happened? I didn't think this is possible with no training and with the pain I have, especially in the May, even I thought even without training, I can still finish it. I thought if somebody can finish in the world, by the blessing of God, I think I can finish it even without training. But then in May, that's my back pain and spinal issues was very, very, very bad. I was not able to move. Uh, my, no. So anyhow, so I spent my... Uh, Two and a half months, entire June, July, most of the August. In the West Coast, uh, I visited many mountains, spent a lot of time in the wilderness, and uh, I was um, able to visit some of my friends in Oregon, California, in Washington. A couple of those friends, I haven't seen them for more than 20 years. I had a very, uh, wow. you know, from my college days, more than 25 years actually. So, spent time with them in Seattle and then. I spent almost uh, quite a few weeks, almost three weeks in or four weeks in Oregon. Spent time with my good friends there. Uh, so a lot of um, traveling in different cities, mountains, writing, thinking, introspecting, reflection, meditation, trying to see what happened. <laughs> and then I volunteered at Bigfoot. For, uh, that was not planned. It happened in last moment. Bigfoot 200 miles for 10 days. Then I drove back to Milwaukee, just I think two or three days before Striders have, 
and then I did the Striders half. <laughs> now let me just run. That was my first <laughs> long like run. Yeah. With... You did. I I remember um, you passing me on the on the run, and I'm like, Arun, haven't seen you in four months. Welcome back to Milwaukee. You're like, this is my first run in Milwaukee since like spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun catching up with you like in the yeah, race. Yeah. So. I remember that. That was, uh, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was good to be back. Of course, uh, it was good to be back and it's great to be in. I love Milwaukee. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah. And yeah. And now, so what What have you been up to? Have you, um, you know, recently with uh, this whole COVID situation, have you still been running? Are you back? Have you just kind of been hanging out? I am hanging out like as always. Yeah, I am running but not physically like uh, <laughs> sounds weird right so you're not actually no, I'm running, not running right so you're not actually on the run no, no running, running right last now. time i ran was 14th of march saturday with our group i don't know if you were there uh, with our milwaukee mm, running group yeah. that was my right last run so that was yeah almost like almost a month, a ago. month ago or was it exactly ago. so what have you been doing a lot of just um meditation and that's uh yeah that's the interesting thing of what i've been doing a lot of uh, meditation reflecting introspection thinking a lot of time thinking I mean, so of course other than work like most of the work is pretty much online so i'm teaching online those things are going pretty good and i know there's a like there's a big disruption with our normal routine Right, in terms of what we do. Um, so a lot of things which I like doing a lot, like many of you know, I like running every day, going to gym and workout, yoga and spinning, you know, socializing. Those things I cannot do like many most pe other people. Uh, but I'm using this as an excuse or an opportunity. Like, you know, you know I, I heard this. Uh, I think, of course, this is a huge challenge or some people think this is a problem what's going on right now. But in my mind, this is an opportunity. I Means, like, this is the way I lead my life. The problems and these are opportunity. So I'm using this time to do other stuff which I don't do usually that much, which I always think of doing. So other than meditation and writing and reading, which I like, I still do every day in my normal life. Right now, I am trying mm -hmm. to do those more rigorously, and I am. Like, in a, like if you ask me in a daily normal life uh, what I do, uh, first of all, you might be wondering when is the last time I left my room? I don't know if, if yeah, I don't know if you're wondering. Here, I'll ask you. I don't when, think you're wondering. <laughs> um, I am wondering because you did allude to that when we were texting back and forth because you said you weren't running. Um, I, have you have you left your place? Not, your room. The last time I entered my building was 14th of March. After, after the, the run? run? And after that, I didn't leave my building. I went downstairs just twice in last, whatever, almost a month now. It will be close to 30 days. So, yes, I finished my run. I met the group. I didn't spend time uh, much in, at Collectivo. I had a great run. That was the best run, I would say, I would say in six months I had. I ran with Mauricio, Ruthie, and a few other people. There's a huge group at Collectivo. I have a very mm -hmm. good run. Uh, but by that time, I already started some kind of social distancing by myself, already two weeks before that. 
so <laughs> I finished the run and I didn't spend time much in the, you know, because it was very crowded in at Colectivo. I got back, I told, okay, I will let, I will next couple of days, I'll stay in my room. I know that. And I did my normal stuff that day. Then Sunday, Monday, I didn't leave my room. I told myself, let me see if I can go for four days without going outside, but still doing everything what I can do from my room. Because in my mind, this is also one more challenge. Because I always used to think, how can people stay in the room for long? I like spending time outside. I like spending running, hiking, all these things. You guys know. Yeah, you're very outdoors. outdoors. My mom is is in room for almost 10 years now. Uh, and she is on bed. My mom, my you know, uh, she has some uh, some uh, health issues, uh, and she's on stage four cancer patient right now. Uh, for last three years, mm-hmm. my dad have third heart attack last October, so he's also locked in room for five months now. So I kept on thinking, how do they survive? People like them without going outside. So I told, okay, I'll try four days because I can. Like what I can recall, the longest I stayed indoor without going outside is three days. So I told myself, I'll stay four days, not going outside and see how I feel. So you know what? It was amazing. I didn't feel that bad because I, I am, you know, I can go inward pretty deep. Like I don't need to go outward much, even though I do a lot of stuff, outdoor stuff. So first yeah. three, four days went pretty smooth and I didn't feel anything, not much. Yes, I was missing out. I was not going to run in the morning or not going to the gym in the evening or not running with the group. That was okay. But I didn't feel anything. I did normal stuff. Uh, my normal routine is I wake up in the morning. I wake up in the morning. I meditate for half an hour, 45 minutes. I take my cold shower or sometime before cold shower, I get my uh, like half an hour exercise done. Everything in the morning, get my cold shower. And then I sit down for three, four hours of work. That's when I think, right, and uh, do my other stuff, work-related issues, basically cultivate my those stuff, things. Around noon, I call, or maybe before noon, I call people back in my country, my relative, or because that time it's like night there. But then, so I do that. In the afternoon, I can do my normal stuff. So three, four days passed. So I told, okay, let me see if I can go one week without going outside. So, and I did same thing, pretty much similar thing every day, reading, writing, and doing my work. I'm getting more stuff done. I'm more focused. I'm feeling stronger, and I feel pretty good, except the fact a lot of things are going outdoor in in our life, which uh, I am trying to, I tried pretty much every day. I make it a habit habit that I am uh, calling at least five to ten people every day. I talk. Um, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's 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 one thing. Like right now, you were mentioning like doing things you normally don't do. So like you're doubling down and you're writing and you're reading and things like that. But you know how many times do we all go to bed and like, oh, I should have called my friend or my mom or someone, and now. Um, you know, you can actually use this time we have to do stuff like that. So exactly, awesome. because it's like usually I call, like we, like I call people, but sometimes we postpone. Like, okay, you know what? I'll call in the weekend or next weekend. You know, but this time I made mm-hmm. it a part of a routine. Like, you know, 
like instead of just saying like that we have like our exercise and eating and reading and work i made a routine okay i will call 10 people today it's just this is my time for calling people and that i made it routine and i i think i talked to almost 70 80 people in last uh, 21 24 days 27 days i'm in my room and like i am so surprised in a way so that four or five of my friends call me and with whom I haven't, like, call me, means bunch of my friends call me, but among them, four, five I can think out of my head, I haven't talked to them for more than 25 years. One of my <laughs> friends called me and I talked to her after grade 10, first time. I was surprised to even, like, I could recognize her voice. When she told her name, she told I found her information. Last time I talked to was in grade 10, 1993. You know, that kind of connection, I think this, what is going on right now in the world, this is making that happen. People are reaching out, people are starting, people are not only about talking and reaching out, um, people are starting to realize what matters most, not that running in our normal daily fast life, you know, running and running and trying to achieve uh -huh. whatever stuff we're trying to achieve. It's, it's time to slow down, take a couple of steps or a couple of hundred steps, a couple of steps back, slow down and figure out what is more important. I think that is happening right now. Uh, people are sharing and sharing love, sharing time, sharing, you know, thoughts. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing for last, yeah, 27 days. Um, so again, as I mentioned, it's, it can be hard if we think it is hard. But I think it's all about, I think that's it. that is where we grow, I believe. Because if I feel like I'm not running, I'm not, you know, meeting people, not doing this lot of stuff which I do, which I like, usually doing, then my mindset will go in a different direction. But I have to tell myself, okay, this is exactly what I need to do, what we need to do. This is a little challenging. This is a problem. That means there is chance of growing, chance of opportunity. So what can I find? Like what, you know, like what are the things I can see? What opportunity can I find from these in this situation? And I think, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm feeling, uh, given the circumstances, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I know it's really bad for many people, bad for a lot of people, what is going on. And we are trying to help each other in that way. I guess I'm helping, you are helping, I'm pretty sure everybody's helping. But we have to have that positive mindset. But I know because we know we'll pass, we'll pass this 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 thing will pass. But and but right is this is this is it. This is the time, this is the opportunity. How this is what will define me, which is define this is the time when it will define us. This will make us stronger, even stronger than ever, I think. Uh, go ahead, uh, Alex, ask me a question. I think I am blabbering now. <laughs> no, no, this is great. Arun, you, you hit it, you hit it on the head and, and I, I don't want to cut this off, but I, I kind of have to, I'm trying to keep these all yes. like a little bit, That's what I a little felt bit like shorter, I, I kept so on talking. <laughs> so no, everything you said is what everyone needs to hear right now. And I think one great thing about you is your, um, you're implementing a lot of it. And I think a lot of people can listen to this and, and take something from it. Um, you, you, we all, we know, I know as your friend, you're very deep when it comes to these type of things, just in your everyday life. Um, you know, practice and routine and implementation is something you you're good at, you know, I mean, look at just at a running standpoint, being able to be an ultra runner like you, I mean, that takes a lot. So I think that, 
I know just from listening to you, the things I need to start taking away. Right. And I think just an example is just put down your phone at night and start doing some of this stuff and it can be done. And we have the time right now. So exactly. there's no excuse if whether it's something new you want to learn or someone you want to catch up with, or maybe it's some introspection. Exactly. And just some self better. Exactly. This and let's try to, to and I am trying, I am trying my best and I'm, I'm doing it. And I hope everybody listening or, you know, those who are not even listening, you know, they use it not productively. But I know because, you know, it, it's good to relax, watch TV and this uh, and, you know, consume yeah, bad food. Definitely. I'm not don't, saying yeah. don't do that. I yeah. love watching TV But I do, while. but I am right now, I am doing like I don't watch news in the morning. I watch news at the night. In the morning time, I'm using every second to grow, to grow, to grow, you know, yeah. do exercise and do it, eat healthy. And it's hard, you know, especially when you are stuck in a room. Uh, and just use it in a po positive way and learn, learn like I like I am right now. I'm learning two new languages. I'm learning three new softwares. So I'm you know I'm doing whatever I can. I feel this is this is it. I mean this is the opportunity. This is this is this is the time. Like who will use this time? I think that can make a huge difference ten years from now, twenty years from now. This time and you know we'll reflect on this time in future that that was the time i should have used i would have used or maybe i used so i can this this is it let's mm -hmm. we should use it yeah let's yeah. make it the user well hey that's great advice arun it was great catching up with you i appreciate your time and i'll see you soon once these restrictions are lifted if not i'll probably talk to you or yeah, catch you I, online. yeah again great again thanks again thanks for having me um on this podcast uh alex hope your kids, Christina, your family, everybody, your friends, our friends, they're all doing well. And yeah, we're doing well. And I, I hope I hope you yeah. and your family are doing well. I know I know you're here, but you got family yes. back home. So I hope everyone's doing well. And um, by the grace of God, we are all well. Yes, uh, and we'll yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Arun. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening and I will talk Thank to you. Thank you, Alex. Soon. I'm looking forward to see you all physically if not virtually sometime soon very soon and no i'm missing everyone i'm talking to all these people and say like, i just want to see everyone on a run so soon we will. enough we, we will. will be but until then let's keep exactly. doing what we can to um you know keep ourselves distant so our own i will talk thank to you, you. good later. one alex bye Hey, Dr. Gordon. How you doing, my friend? Good. Welcome to our virtual Cream City Pacers episode. Yeah, this is a new one for me. I've never used a, um, a call like this. I figured it'd be cell phones. This is pretty cool. Yeah, so this is the app we're using to record this is what, what we like uh, dis distribute, uh, distribute the podcast on. So they have this cool like recording feature that you can use on your phone. So that's pretty nifty. That's yeah, pretty all right. Hopefully I sound all right. Oh, you sound great. And I haven't talked to you in a while. We recorded, so we recorded back in May of last year, coming up on a year ago. Um, you were episode five. Which yeah, you was, guys got some pretty cool stuff since then. It's been fun listening yeah. to it. Thanks. Um, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I was just looking back on all our guests and yours, and you had some such awesome stories that I was just reminiscing on from like your story in China when you went running for the Bucks um, to your Run Gordo Run story from Boston. You probably have some of the better stories, so I appreciate that. Wow, it was a fun time. You got, you got me over my uh, nervousness of uh, getting recorded, so 
<laughs> Look, now you're professional. So it's been a year. What, like, what's new? How's everything been with running and just in life? Uh, running's been pretty good. You know, last year was a nice, uh, nice uh, running season. Um, I went out to Seattle and ran a marathon with some friends. Uh, uh, an absolutely beautiful course out there, and it was a lot of fun to go visit a new city and a uh, different area. And then, you know, Lakefront last fall was. Uh, a wee bit uh, uh, wet at the end. If remember the ginormous puddle, and that <laughs> yeah. was absolutely day to be out there. Um, as beautiful a course as I remember. Um, and if you remember my uh, uh, talk with you uh, almost a year ago, that uh, my dream running partner or guest would have been uh, my cousin and uh, Scott Stowski in the Lakefront Marathon helped make that happen. And my cousin came out and ran and. So we got a chance to enjoy the uh, the experience together. Uh, so it was actually cool. Yeah, that's so cool. So um, if you're new to the show, we I asked the guests at the end if they could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with them, who would it be? And you you said your cousin, and lo and behold, he was at the Lakefront Marathon. Yeah, it was really it was, it was it made for a really fun weekend. I had another good friend who I met in the Chicago Marathon in 2001. Uh, little I was wearing my Run Gordo run shirt and. He was a little jealous that everyone was shouting for me, and we just started talking. And uh, um, Rick is a little bit older than I am, but we've maintained uh, uh, close ties ever since. And so he came up and ran, and we had a really nice dinner out with uh, the whole crew on uh, uh, Friday and Saturday night. And then uh, um, Sunday had a good time with everybody. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. Wait, so you have I have one that a friend had made for me years ago, um, and that's really where that uh, that whole phrase came from. It was literally an old cotton T-shirt that somebody had uh, screen printed for me. It said "Run Gordo Run," and um, uh, just so you know, when you run in a cotton T-shirt, you get a little bit chafed. So I've moved on to more technical fabrics at this point. But uh, um, it was uh, um, something that was memorable. And Rick uh, and I were basically running the same pace in Chicago. And if you've ever done Chicago Marathon, you know it's it's a mass of people. And uh, um, he kept telling me I had a lot of friends out in the course and. We ended up finishing together and just exchanging contact info and remained friends ever since. Oh, that's cool. There's no Absolutely. better way to meet a friend than out on the course. That's awesome. Have how uh, how's your running been this year? You've been um, retraining for anything? You no, know, it was obviously schedule has been uh, thrown upside down. Um, uh, I was scheduled to be doing Boston in April, and um, uh, I'm uh, very happy they postponed it, didn't cancel it. Um, I'm not convinced they're actually going to have it in September, <laughs> yeah. but uh, um, it'll be phenomenal if they do because I think it'll be a lot like 2014 because it's going to be a special time. It just can be a unique experience. Um, but, uh, you know, we've had yeah. actually a pretty light winter to train in because it hasn't been terribly cold. Um, so we've been a little bit lucky with that. Uh, but I'm just now just enjoying some social distancing runs with, you know, a friend or two and, um uh, just trying to get out on uh some of these slower days at work right now because we've had to cut back our clinics a lot with uh uh the COVID-19 issues and all of our surgeries are basically put on hold unless it's an emergency so it's given me a little more time yeah that's crazy so only right. emergency it's a um it, the priorities are absolutely correct you know we shouldn't be operating on people that don't need to have things done we need to be protecting the supplies until we can get the supply chain back where it needs to be. Um, so it's very, very understandable. It's, it's hard to, to see the delays in what it's doing to some of our patients. You know, I feel bad for, you know, patients that had planned for a surgery, say in late February, early March, and then now it's being pushed off till 
you know, potentially the summertime and they're high school kids and may mean they miss a season of sports and, you know, you feel bad, uh, but it's out of our control. And, and I think everyone really does understand that we're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that, but yeah, pushing it off could could mean some of those things. But in the long run, it's mm-hmm. for the best for all of us. So that's a, that's a good thing. Um, how, uh, where have you been doing most of your runs? Have you, I just, I, I live off the Oak Leaf Trail and man, it's been so crazy lately on nice days. So it's been a lot of just trying to, right. you know, it's a, I've been in probably two main areas. I, I live downtown. So I usually do a lot in the lakefront, a lot in the Oak Leaf Trail. Um, I've been staying about a bit with my, uh, in my parents' house. So we've been through a little bit of family stuff, uh, with, uh, unfortunate past to my father in January. So, uh, spent a little bit more time up here with my mom. And so I've been, I've been uh, traveling the mean streets of the North shore. Uh, I think I visited every uh, small neighborhood street in uh, Bayside and Fox point at this point. And I'm starting to explore running a little bit in the marathon course. We went up into Mequon along the marathon course uh, last weekend. And I'm not sure uh, where we're going to experiment uh, tomorrow. It's kind of fun seeing new areas. Oh, I like it. Um, sorry about the passing of your dad. Um, that's um, that's unfortunate, but and I appreciate. I mean, that is one of the, right the added benefits of working a little bit slower. Um, and I've also got very understanding people in my work life and in uh, personal life that uh, um, uh, help me kind of find time for all the stuff I need to be doing. Yeah, so you're kind of. I'm up in Whitefish Bay, so we're I have a strange feeling I probably run on streets near you because all my exploring of the North Shore at this point. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what's really fun is if you go over by Wheel and Sprocket and kind of cross the road to the east side of Lake Drive, there's a lot of neighborhoods back there. And there's some really cool bridges that uh, Absolutely. Like kind of go over some of the um, some of the gaps. So that, that's a that's a fun area to run. Or uh, if you get on the trails I've on the river. Over here, we're lucky. Oh, awesome, how much I want to hit the trails right too. now. I have a bad feeling to be pretty darn muddy and slippery. Uh, like uh, no, that whole area. Yeah, that's um, true. My grandparents lived right near Doctors Park when I was uh, uh, growing up, so did a lot of exploring there as a kid. So there's all those great streets back in there where you can weave around and uh, very quiet side streets. Uh, there's a lot of pain-crushing hills that yes. go those neighborhoods that go down to the lake, and it's just like I'm, I'm not crazy enough to tackle Beach Drive right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. Hey, do you know how it works? Um, if Boston does does get canceled, are you, you know still what they're going to do? You know, when, for, in, um, when the bombing happened, for all the people who didn't get a chance to finish, they gave all those folks an automatic entry the next year. And in 2012, when it was extraordinarily mm-hmm. hot, when it was reaching the mid uh, high 80s that day, and they tried to get people to defer, they guaranteed them entry for the next year. So my assumption is they're going to guarantee entry for the next year, and I would assume that they would just expand the crowd up to 40,000 again, like they did. But I honestly can't say, I think that it's going to be mm-hmm. a really difficult decision for a lot of people because economic impact of the marathon is so huge for Boston. It's you know, over $200 million plus another 30 plus for charity um, that it really impacts a lot of people in a very positive way. So I, I can't imagine those guys having to make those decisions because of such huge impact, plus just tradition of it. Yeah. There's something very, very calming about keeping tradition together and, you know, getting a chance to be part of it and getting back to some normalcy, even if it is a different time of the year. Yeah, no, that's true. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. A lot of races around here, they're, 
you know, they're big, but you know, if they get canceled, they get canceled with Boston. Yeah. It has such a big impact. You know, it's a, people travel for the, not only just the charity and the donations, but just what this, I can tell you, we, um, when they do the, the opening of the hotels, if you go through marathon tours, one of the big agencies, you know, we, we rapidly start typing in right at 11 o'clock in the morning when the city rooms are available. Um, and we had our hotel rooms, the, the desired hotel we wanted to be at, and we were all excited. Well, when it got moved and they canceled all the reservations, there's already events scheduled in Boston all around the Copley Center. Um, and well, there's no hotel rooms right there. So Marathon Tours had less than 50% of the hotels they normally have. So when we went into login this year, which was just this past, I think it was Tuesday, um, three of us went at the exact same time, right at 11 o'clock. I'm the only one that got a room with one bed. Um because it just, I mean, it just ran out of rooms. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see wow. that part of it, the economics of it, that side of it. You hope people aren't getting gouged, but uh, you know, everyone knows Patriots day weekend is marathon weekend. So nothing else is scheduled a weekend in September. They could have a convention for something else there uh, that um, tying up hotel rooms. And that's crazy. Wow. There's a lot that goes into that, that I just did not well, think that, about. I mean, it's so thrown off. As, you know, I was hoping to do a marathon this summer out in, either Oregon or Idaho, one of the other states I haven't tried yet and just kind of have some fun and uh, use that, try and get a Boston qualifier. But you know, everything is basically on hold. And there's really no point planning on making reservations anywhere because we uh -huh. don't know when things are going to be open up in the country. Yeah, who knows? Even mm -hmm. though they push races back, doesn't mean they're going to happen at this point. So it's kind of crazy. It's really crazy. But, um, well, hey, I'm glad that you're, you know, you're, you got some extra time right now. You can get some runs in kind of in hang out. So it sounds like, uh, I will tell you running has been sounds, great therapy. Sounds great. Um, through all the, the stress of this time and, and, you know, some of the emotion of the time for what's going on with my family. It's a, just a great, it's a great way to get the, some fresh air, to get out some energy, some quality time with friends. Um, you know, it's, I think it's probably the reason why most of us do it. The fitness yeah. part is great and it's nice to feel like I'm in shape, but it's, <laughs> the other part of the drive is all of us doing the camaraderie of the yeah. of the sport, and uh, um, you know, really, we're very, very fortunate uh, that to have been able to build relationships through um, an activity we all enjoy. And I think I touched on when when I did the, the the conversation with you before that you know I met friends from all different walks of life through running, and it's really fun to have this diverse group of people mm -hmm. of all different backgrounds and careers and you know, aspirations. And I'm certainly one of the slower people, like the folks I run with. And it's great because we all just have a great time together. Oh, totally. And it's, it's, it's great Absolutely. that we run because it's something we can do right now still in this time. So it's, uh, man, it's a blessing that we can, we have the opportunity to do this. So oh, yeah, I appreciate, it. Well, so I appreciate you, you checking back in and well, I hope you guys are doing well. Your podcast has been great. To, it's been fun to, to learn what other people are doing around the city and their impact on running and, um and how uh their stories kind of jibe with what's going on yeah no it's been great i appreciate the support and you know it was a blast to have you on and catch up today so hopefully uh be able to see you soon out on a run okay, once well, these, i'll look uh, for you out in uh in Riker's Bay running by so. and we'll stay six feet apart and wave definitely Dr. thanks, Gordon, you thanks so much right? and, uh, we'll talk soon bye-bye thanks for listening to part one of three of our one-year celebration series before we leave, I ask two things of you. Well, first, thank you for making it this far. I greatly appreciate that, that you listened to this whole episode. All right, now onto the two things. If you are on Apple Podcasts, 
please go give us a five-star review. And second, please share this podcast with one person who you think would really enjoy it. It's you guys, the listeners, that make this show. So if we can continue to grow this community, I think that would be really awesome. Until next time, keep on running.